Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Randomic. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. We are going to have a great show for you today, my dear brothers and sisters. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, you know, after I, I, I did a whole lot of cuts this weekend. I did a whole lot of cuts this weekend. And what I found out this weekend is that we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about, and I think we have to talk about it in the right frame of mind. I think we have to talk about it the way it needs to be spoken about. And in doing that, I think everything will be well, but we have to be honest in the way we talk about things. Anyhow, 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 are we on? Yes, we're on. Michael Rudnan, welcome aboard. He says, what are the chances Democrats keep their promises and pass for the 1400 stimulus bill early this month before Biden passes a month in office, it seems like they are already doing the markups right now. Uh, what they have to do, because they're using reconciliation, every item that they put in that budget, or rather in that bill, has to show some position on the budget. In other words, they couldn't do reconciliation to say we want to eliminate gay marriage, or we want to allow gay marriage, or we want to... They can't use that for any of those processes at all. However, however, uh, anything that they can find a way to say it has an effect on the budget, they can use reconciliation for. And that is why today a lot of people got happy. Because when it comes to the uh, minimum wage, the CBO comes back and says the minimum wage would have a $49 billion or something, some number in that area, effect on the budget. A lot of people say, oh my God, that's a lot of money. That, that, that. What that means is that you can put it in a bill. And why can you put it in a bill? Because it has an effect on the budget. Will Biden and those guys do it? We don't know. It's up to you. You're going to be the one that have to tell these guys, you are going to do it. We want you to do this, and we want you to do this like Pronto. Now, uh, many people generally don't feel empowered, but we are empowered more than ever. And I, 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 but many people don't want you to yet understand what this election here proved. This election that we just had proved how empowered the American populace is. And that scared a lot of people. And you must continue scaring a lot of people because you know what you are empowered okay now that i've said that uh let me continue maywood welcome aboard maywood says hello from long beach california bridge mcp not sure then how long before we get it we probably won't get this until march close to uh, irs time you know uh, that's my gut feeling because, you know, they, these guys can work as slow as molasses. And uh, so uh, what I tell people is don't expect it in, 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 um, in this month. Expect it likely in March. And expect Bernie likely to win the thing where it's not going to be $50,000 is a cutoff per person. But likely closer to the $75,000. Or even if they don't go seventy five, dollars they will kind of put a marginal drop-off so that everybody can save face. You know, that's how these... That's how these things generally work. So as far as whether it's going to be, it's going to come to fruition, brothers and sisters, it will be coming to fruition because here's the biggest deal. Democrats will have, sh look, what Republicans want 
Democrats to show is, even though you don't like us, they can't accomplish anything. What we saw out of the initial Biden is, you guys are going to either go with this, or we're going to do it the right way. We're going to do it via reconciliation, which is the way it should be done anyway. We, we should have majority rule. You have, this, you have this, the Bill of Rights that protect individual rights, but we should have majority rule. That is just how it should be. Anyhow, so British MCP, Maywood, welcome aboard. Michael Rodden says, Maywood can't blame Republicans. Democrats have control of Congress. Yeah, you're correct, but you have to go through the different things. Mike W. says, is cheap insulin bad policy? How can cheap insulin be bad policy? Not possible. Insulin was developed by our government in the long run when you take a look at the chain of commands. And then it, it's not really patentable insulin, right? But the way they deliver it and the way they package it is a trick that they use to charge you those over, overbearing prices in the thousands per month. That's how they do it. It's all kind of it's expensive medicine is bad policy because they're made expensive for marketing purposes and not for manufacturing purposes. Remember that. Your expensive drug is not that it costs a lot to make or it costs the private company these billions of dollars to develop, as they'll tell you. It's a lie. It costs a lot because they make marketing decisions to force those prices. They can raise... Remember, you have to look for the video that I have that says, whatever the market will bear. And when you are sick... Your personal economy plus your credit plus your assets is whatever the market will bear for many people. Many people would pay whatever it takes to try to get better. I tell my wife all the time, if I get a certain kind of sick, if I find out that you're putting me on pumps and all these kinds of things where uh, you know, I don't want any of that. I am not going to give away any of my well-being to the drug companies and all these other people that d depend on using us as their raw material. It's not right. It's immoral. So the little that I have, the little that we have, even that they want. Eric says, does small business want it? Um, I'm a small business. Hell yeah. Uh, Bridge MCP, I kind of understand why some won't raise the minimum wage, small business, and COVID. Um, uh, I kind of understand why some won't raise the minimum age. The minimum age or wage. Which one are you talking about? I think you mean wage, right, Bridge? Anyhow, uh, Maywood says, only in part, they try 50% plus Harris. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's continue. Eric, uh, Mike Rodden says, means that Democrats had seen it breaking their promise. They, they won't do it this time, and if they do, they're shot for 2022. Uh, Eric, when do the green jobs come for the laid-off workers of Excel? I have a tape that I, that I did of that, and then we'll take it on the other side of that. So actually, that's how we start today. Uh, Mike W. says, Trump lowered the cost of medicine. Biden reversed it, saying it's bad policy. Just saying, Biden has raised insulin prices. Mike W., please lay off right-wing media. They lie to you. They lie to you. Please. Trump's policies usually follow one standard bearer. Somebody makes a bunch of money that then kicks back to him. Policy is not just making an edict. 
policy is how it, it goes through the entire economy. We'll talk about that a little later, Mike W., but thank for, thanks for putting that up, brother. Bridge MCP says, it's also to be insurance company. My sister-in-law pay $5 uh, to my $125 for the exact same medicine. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it, it's a racket. The entire system is a racket. Carl Cox, welcome aboard. I think I saluted Mike W. I think I saluted uh, Michael Rodden. I think I saluted May Wood. Uh, Trump did not lower drug prices. Drug prices went up under Trump. Stop listening. <laughs> Carl Cox said the same thing that I said. Anyhow, uh, today's program, let's go ahead and tell you what today's program is all about. Title of today's program is, Will the Republican Party Ever Return to Reality? UK's Boris Johnson may hold a clue. We analyze the Republican Party for what it is as opposed to what they imply they are. It's why they're losing registered members. And tomorrow I'll show you about the losing of registered members. I didn't have enough time to do all the cuts. I did six cuts for today, but I didn't have enough time to finish the others. So I'll give you that at a later time. Anyhow, so the first one, I want you to see how Biden's secretary handled Fox News' Peter uh, Ducey. It was, in my opinion, a Ducey without even raising her voice. Check this out. We'll then take it on the other side. There's nothing like having a competent White House. Check out how uh, Jen Zaki, uh, President Biden's uh, communication secretary, actually press secretary, watch how she handles this precocious, smart aleck uh, journalist. I am not sure of his name or where he's from, but it's evident that he's likely from some sort of a conservative rag, trying to rag on the Green New Deal and, and the president uh, making sure that that oil pipeline doesn't get built. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Go ahead. Thank you, Jen. I do have a question on COVID, but first on energy. When is it that the Biden administration is going to let the thousands of uh, fossil fuel industry workers, whether it's pipeline workers or construction workers, who are either out of work or will soon be out of work because of a Biden EO, uh, when it is and where it is that they can go for their green job? And that is something the administration has promised. Uh, there is now a gap. So I'm just curious when that happens, when those people can count on that. Well, I'd certainly welcome you to present your data of all the thousands and thousands of people who uh, won't be getting a green job. Maybe next time you're here, you can well, present no, that. But you said that they would be getting green jobs, so I'm just asking when that happens. Uh, Richard Trumka, who is a friend, longtime friend mm -hmm. of Joe Biden, says... About that day one Keystone EO, he says, I wish he, the president, had paired that more carefully with the thing that he did second by saying, here's where we are creating the jobs. So there's partial evidence from Richard Trumka. Well, you didn't include all of his interview. Okay. Would you like okay. to include the rest? So, so how about this? Uh, the Laborers International Union of North America said the Keystone decision will cost 1,000 existing union jobs and 10,000 projected construction jobs. Well, what Mr. Chompaga also indicated in the same interview was that President Biden has proposed a climate plan with transformative investments in infrastructure and laid out a plan that will not only create millions of good union jobs, but also help tackle the climate crisis. And as the president has indicated when he gave his primetime address uh, to talk about the American Rescue Plan, he talked about his plans to also put forward a jobs plan uh, in the in the weeks or months following and he has every plan to do exactly that 
Now, was that beautiful or what? She did two important things. When he goes out and he says, uh, where are the, not where are the jobs, but um, a lot of people are saying that a lot of jobs are being lost. Jen was very cool. She just said, what's the proof that you have? Maybe you'll, next time you'll come with the proof that says X amount of jobs were actually lost for the action that I take. Because, as you know, the pipeline isn't going to create a whole lot of jobs. And that is just to put, push pipe, uh, oil through, uh, through to the Gulf Coast and go somewhere else. So it does nothing for Americans. It does everything for the corporations. Secondly, she lets him hang himself. He goes ahead and he talks about what Trumpka, the great... Um, union leader had to say that he wishes that uh, Biden would be more specific in when the jobs are going to be created, etc., etc., etc. And he tries to make it look like what Trump could say was a pejorative. Well, she let him keep talking, and then she says, why don't you say what the statement actually said? And it turns out that while there will be a few union jobs lost from the pipeline, Millions of jobs get created from the Green New Deal, from green jobs, etc., etc. Now, when you have a prepared press secretary, that is excellent for your administration because it prevents the cauterization of fallacies. It prevents them from putting into the ethos a lie that gets multiplied by generally lazy journalists who just takes the to- take the top line. And that is what Jen, Jen Zeki did, uh, Saki did today. She made sure that the whole story got told, and not only that the whole story got told, that everybody saw that this was just a precocious, smart Alec journalist who really uh, was just sort of a stooge for the plutocracy. A stooge for the plutocracy. Look, the, the truth of the matter is this. The pipeline was going to create a few jobs, 100 jobs or so, 1,000 jobs or so total when, if you do the whole length of the line. And when the, when the build-out was done, you know what happens after that? When the build-out of that pipeline is over, it's automatic. It sends oil through the pipeline to the Gulf, and that oil doesn't stay here in the United States. It goes away. It goes out, it burns into the air, and it comes back to us, of course, as carbon dioxide and noxic fuels. That, that's, what, that's what really happens. So uh, the idea behind making, creating policies for long-term pipelines, Eric just said, but, you know, they're going to send it by rail anyway. Maybe they will. We can't stop that. We're a capitalist society, right? But the thing about it is when you create, when you create fixtures that are lasting, the people that are, that are attached to it do more difficult things to keep it. However, if you're moving it with trains and, and trucks and all of that, as bad as that is as well, the thing about it is those are transient. Look, green energy is here. Green energy is sustainable. And most importantly, to cover the misinformation that we get from the right that says the problem with green energy is that it's intermittent. You can't turn it on or off. You can't turn on uh, light. You can't turn on. Um, you can't turn on a switch for light or for wind or in a switch for the sun. That's true. That's what. That's why you have something called batteries, the back-in store. And you know, in our entire society, we are filled with batteries. A lot of people don't take a look at when you look at a dam that has water in it. That's a battery. It holds back water. At a higher level, energy, and then when that water is when that energy is needed, the water comes down. It turns a turbine. That's a battery. 
Another form of battery is uh, oil. Oil is a battery. Oil has held on to solar energy from plants that have decayed over millions of years, and it's a, but it's, a, it's an, uh, an exhaustible supply on Earth. But oil is a battery. For, for the wind and solar technology, our oil becomes batteries made of uh, cad, uh, either you know, um, NIMH, nickel metal hydrates, or that's actually the older technologies, or lithium, or one of those, those technologies to store. So yes, all forms of energy can be transformed and stored. So whenever they tell you the problem with solar energy or the problem with wind energy is that you don't have control. It's not true. And if they tell you, okay, but if you put it in a battery, the battery can be exhausted. So can the water in the dam. If you doubt me, go to Lake Powell in Las Vegas and see what's happening with the overuse of the, the snow melt caused by weather change. But we don't have that problem with solar, right? Solar is going to be here for a few more billion years until the sun burns out. So therefore, we can create a solar... And, and, and by the way, oil is solar energy, just old solar energy that was created billions of millions of years ago. So what I want to do with people is to try to tell them you cannot just live on what the Fox Newses of the world are telling you. They really make people less thinking people. When they think, oh, uh, what, what happens when the wind stops blowing? Well, what happens when it stops raining? That's why you have Lake Powell. The battery. The battery. Uh, nickel metal hydride. The battery. Um, lithium. The battery. So people, let's, nuclear energy is... I, look, I, I go back and forth with nuclear energy because... Nuclear energy contained is clean because it doesn't throw carbon into the sky. However, the problem is disposal of nuclear, nuclear uh, waste, nuclear material lasts for hundreds of thousands of years. So that's a problem. If you can get by with solar and wind, there's not a need for nuclear. Nuclear should be a last resort. Natural gas is not much cleaner than clean oil. In other words, than catalytic converted oil. So we have to really understand these things. It's important that we not allow the other side to continuously lie and lie and, and, and make us dumber and dumber. Dumber and dumber. I mean, America, who would have thought the bastion of democracy would have had an insurrection? Who would have thought it? I am from Central America where these things happen. Who would have thought it? But you know why this is happening? You know why this is happening? This is happening, uh, Lake Mead. Lake Mead, you're right. Powell is the other, is one further up north. You're correct, Lake Mead. Uh, but you know what? It's important for people to understand this. Um, the reason insurrections and all of that are occurring now, like I said, is we are being made so much less intelligent. And it was by design, the Powell Manifesto. The Powell Manifesto. Please, people, my brothers and my sisters. The Powell Manifesto distinctly stated, not in these specific words, we need to make America dumber. 
And why do we need? And again, I am from Central America. I came here because America was that smart country, that bastion on the top of the hill. And my 30 years here, I've seen our composite IQ fall. Not because of the people, us, the people. Because it was designed to do that. They took civics out of school so you no longer thought you had control of your government. They took uh, geography and all these other subjects out. You know, when I came to the United States, I had to know the capital of every state. I mean, well, actually, we didn't have to, but we learned that back in Panama. We had to learn the capital of every country in the world, the capital of every, uh, country, uh, every state in the United States because we had a good alliance with the United States. I mean, it's amazing. So when it was time for me to take my test to be a naturalized citizen, it was easy. I didn't even have to read anything to take the t- I For me, it was funny. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Click, 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 click. And you go to any Panamanian who went to a high school in, in Panama and, and Costa Rica and all these places. That's what you find. Over here, that's how it used to be. That is how it used to be. But they purposely don't want you to know geography. They purposely don't want you to know history. Because if you learn geography and history, you'd learn that a country like, like England, what we are fighting against, not we, but the people who don't know, when it comes to Medicare for All, they love it. I'm doing a piece on that as well. So I tell you what, let's go ahead and do the other piece on uh, conservative, what, what this conservative host had to say. I think it's important. This morning I got up, I went and did my perusing of my different news, both international and national, went off to my, my blogging site, uh, dailycoast.com. You guys need to check that out, dailycoast.com. And I, I put quite a few of my, my blogs from my website out there. So yesterday I put a blog out titled, um, uh, Joe, Joe Scarborough ridicules Kevin McCarthy and his Democratic list, the four years of McCarthyism. And, um, you know, I thought people would enjoy uh, the, the topic because it's, it's actually great seeing conservatives who, who've seen the light about their party. Now, I got one message that, that I found that, that I loved. It came from someone called Euphrates on Daily Coast. And Euphrates said, Nicole Wallace wins pundit of the day. This is as close as I remember to what she said on her MSNBC show. Then I said, hey, please, tell me, show me the piece. I want to see the piece because I want to write something about it. And the person showed me the piece. So I want to give some kudos to Euphrates for bringing this up so that you guys can see. And what is it that you guys are going to see? Nicole Wallace telling an inconvenient truth. Check this out. Here. Charlie. But I have to say, as someone who worked in Republican politics my whole life, the left was right about everything. They were right that Donald Trump got so much attention. The media helped propel him. And I'm, I'm part of it. So I'm, I'm not blaming anybody. I mean, the, the, the left, which has been covered and tried, the, people tried to brand them as a radical left, they've been right about everything. And any attempt to say there were two sides here is dead wrong. The Republicans have greenlit the conspiracy theorists in their ranks by a vote of 199 to 11. End of story. What's amazing is that I have seen a whole lot of true conservative Republicans who decided that they will not follow the path of destruction. We have Steve Schmidt, who actually became a Democrat. 
I don't know if uh, Nicole Wallace became a Democrat. I know what she has become is a woman who is aware and a woman who's outside of that bubble that forces you to do a whole lot of things that most people knows, know knows wrong. We are at a tipping point here in this country. That's the reality. We are at a tipping point. And it, nothing is guaranteed right now. I don't know if people realize how close we came to losing the democracy. These guys' intents were to get rid of the power structure in Congress, which would have led Donald Trump to declare martial law. And who knows how long he would have kept martial law. Let's be clear here. There was a plan. This was an attempted coup that failed because the, of the incompetency of a whole lot of people, because with the control of the executive, the control of the military, and their reaction, we could have had a constitutional issue where martial law were declared. And if the generals decided to follow the Constitution as written, there's a good possibility we would have declared martial law and we would have been in a completely different situation here. That is clearly the intent. Now, there's a possibility that if we don't get our act together now, progressives, Democrats, and deliver for the people, that they take a chance again on another, not an ideologue, on another fascist, but a competent one. And our structures, our constitution is so weak that a competent fascist could actually take hold. What Nicole said uh, about the left being right is important, but there's one thing she needs to say. The left needs to stop being right and start being right and effective and govern without fear. Get rid of the filibuster. Make D.C. the 51st state. Make sure we get Medicare for all. Make sure everybody's health care is taken care of this year and going forward. Make sure we have a Green New Deal that starts employing people immediately. This job, courtesy of the Green New Deal. Job courtesy of the Green New Deal. I want to uh, hit up one thing real quickly, and that is, uh, uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. I think Eric said something. Wind turbines use fossil fuels for construction and operation. Yes, it does. You know why? Because right now we don't have enough turbines that's generating electricity to run the factories that build the turbines. But as we get more turbines, more of the electricity would have been generated by the turbines. And after it's generated by those turbines, we would have turbines, electricity, making turbines. You have to start somewhere. And we're not saying you go to, you leave fossil fuels immediately and go to zero. And, and also fossil fuels will always be used because fossil fuels are not only used to burn. We use fossil fuels in a lot of other chemical reactions for important things for society. Things that don't throw carbon into the air, however. You know, we use fossil fuels for a lot of things. We just are going to start using a very small amount of it that won't throw it up into the sky. Look, uh, the, the, the right wing has something tr that is true. Back in the early days, millions of years ago, the earth had a lot more uh, carbon. And yes, it had a lot. It had a, look, it goes in cycles, right? So there was a lot more carbon. And there's a lot more greenery because it was a change to earth. The question is, do we, do, we don't have the infrastructure for a more carbon-like planet. 
Not only that, a more carbon-filled air is a much more violent air, which means more storms and that sort of a thing. Is that the life that you want? We can't sustain an economy in that, but that's for another subject. Let's go ahead. It's 331. Let me go ahead and do my pitch real quick. If you are on YouTube, we're halfway through the show. If you're on YouTube, please consider supporting our program. I ask you this humbly. Uh, become a part of our PDR Posse, named by one of our members right here, which is uh, Bridge MCP. She named it PDR Posse. It stands for Politics and Right Posse. Click that Join button. Become a member. If you become a member right now, I'll call you out right now. And by the way, that cup that you see on the screen, guess who designed it? Bridge MCP, because that is what we stand for. It doesn't matter what, you know, how I come across, how our brothers and sisters in the room come across. The fact that we are here means that we want to communicate with everybody. And we, it's not common ground that we're looking for. is having dialogue what we're looking for. We are going to come to common ground on certain things. And there are certain things we're not going to come to common ground on. I can't come to common ground with my wife on everything. Am I leaving my wife or is my wife leaving me? Well, babe, are you leaving me? I don't think you are. You know, so I mean, uh, so that, you know, this common ground thing is a fallacy. Policy is what's important, right? We can develop policy that we, that we want, the, the majority rules in, the, in policy. Uh, but when it comes to being friends and talking... You don't have to be a Democrat to be our good friends. You don't have to be a Republican to be our good friend. You don't have to. You just have to be a human being to be able to communicate with each other. That's all. And it's not all that difficult. When I'm in Starbucks with all my Trump allies and my old-time Bush allies, I don't hate them people. These are good people too. Now, sometimes I have to remind them that when they're voting for Trump, they're voting for white supremacists and assuming that they consider me a friend, remember that they're voting for somebody who doesn't have my best interests at hand and in voting for him, they are, in effect, many times being selfish. And I tell them that to their faces. Does that mean that uh, I am not going to be a friend of theirs? No, because they're, the way they're wired to think, they're thinking, I'm not really doing you harm, McBurdo, because he doesn't read. There's all kinds of stuff. So what I'm saying, what Bridge MCP wrote on that cup is true. That's what we're trying to do. We put all these things together. We're all in the same boat. We got to live together. Anyhow, so please, if you are on YouTube, consider clicking that join button. If you join right now during the show, I'll call you out and consider getting Bridge MCP's cup. I think I have the cup right here. Uh, you can get Bridge MCP's cup right here, the one designed by Bridge MCP in support of politics and right. That's the link to get her cup. And if you are not on YouTube right now, you can still become a part of our YouTube posse by clicking on this link right there that says, that takes you directly to become a YouTube posseer. And by the way, that, that book on the screen now, uh, it's, it's, it's worth it. A lot of people say, why do you keep talking to other people? It's worth it. It's worth it. I love to talk to everybody, even to my brother Lee Grant, my conservative brother Lee Grant, who just says the level of government and reach. I don't know what you, uh, you must be talking to somebody else, Lee Grant. Anyway, so you can go ahead and go to uh, that link that I put out there, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Of course, you can become a patron of Politics Done Right 
by going to this link right here, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Egberto, why do you always spell that out? Because this is also on podcast. We got thousands of listeners on podcast, and we have to make them understand because they're not seeing what's on the screen. So again, that is politicsandright.com slash Patreon to uh, become one of our patrons. Or you can always support us via PayPal as well. That is politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. So please, please find a way to support us however you can. Anyhow, Representative Hakeem Jeffries, we're talking about the insurrection. And many Republicans want us to just turn the other cheek and forget that that happened. Five people are dead. They want us to forget that happened, right? Forget that that happened. Hey, Susan, order the mug. Give Susan a shout-out for me, uh, Bridge MCP. Give Susan a shout-out for me. And tell her to come to the show. Tell her I want to talk to her. Anyhow, um, we'll be friends. I know she's on the right, but I, my sister's on the right. So it's okay. We'll be friends. Anyhow, um, let me just play this one here because this is important, what Hakeem did right here. Check this out. A few videos ago, I said the one thing we cannot allow is for somehow Republicans to sweep this uh, unpatriotic, seditious in, uh, insurrection under the rug, to make it seem like it was just a riot, to make it seem like it wasn't important and that we need to move on. We cannot allow that to happen. This was an attempted coup on the government. So in Congress today, Hakeem, Representative Hakeem Jeffries did exactly what needed to be done to always keep these guys on their toes and not allow them to not let America see that what they did was unpatriotic. What they did was seditious. What we had was an insurrection. It wasn't a riot. It was an insurrection. It was an attempt to take down this government. It was unpatriotic. And we have to make it as make the association. That party is an unpatriotic party. The leadership attempted to bring the government down. Check out Akeem Jeffries and let's take it on the other side. We're going to work with Republicans whenever and wherever possible. We did it with Donald Trump. But the notion of you coming here lecturing us on your first day before this committee, it's not about words. It's about actions. You know what? Explain your actions on January 7th when you supported an insurrection. You said it was not about words, it's about actions. Those actions, Mr. Chairman, in my view, were unpatriotic to provide aid and comfort to what Republicans in many parts of the country have characterized as a violent insurrection incited by the former president of the United States of America. You also said that any mistake is not your fault in terms of what's being taught to others. That's what the former president of the United States peddled for four years. He took no responsibility for anything. And Mr. Chairman, there's some members on the other side of the aisle, including perhaps former NFL players, who defended that kind of irresponsible behavior. So it's just hard to be lectured here, given the actions that have been taken. And I would just hope that we're going to proceed some measure of truth decency, and intellectual integrity as we make our arguments, even though we know we're going to fiercely disagree, as has been in the case in the past. I'm happy to yield. Okay. Was an insurrection when in 2016, six, uh, seven of your colleagues objected? Was an insurrection for the last 
three uh, Republican wins, uh, presidential wins that, that they objected? No, it was not. It was a voice. It was having the people realize you have some concerns. Now, in terms of... Thank you. Reclaiming my, reclaiming my time, you asked the question. A violent insurrection resulted in the spilling of American blood. People died. The Capitol was desecrated. Urine and feces was left behind. The Confederate flag was bandied about. That didn't even happen in this Capitol during the Civil War. The Trump flag was placed in the stead of the American flag. That's an insurrection. That's sedition. That's undemocratic. That's problematic. And the American thing to do is to stand up to it. Now, that is the way it's done. You make sure and categorize all the seditious acts, not rioting, the seditious acts, the desecration of the capital. You do that. You make, you associate these violent, unpatriotic behavior with those who perpetrated it when they didn't get their way. To those who perpetrated it, even though they knew it was based on a lie. Hakeem Jeffries, that is the template of how this entire session must go whenever an attempt is made to call any one of the progressives or Democrats uh, somehow unpatriotic or whatever. Remember what Steve Schmidt said, former Republican, now turned Democrat, because he said there's only one party left in this country that will secure our democracy. Remember, these guys were willing to take down the country for Trump. Someone that's not even worthy for party for Trump. Okay. Hey, Sue, I am so sorry. Please accept my apologies. Sue, when I said, oh, she's on the right, I, I, I read it wrong. Sue, a proud progressive, a proud Democrat. Thank you so kindly, Sister Sue. Okay, let's see. Let me see. I'm going to be running low on time, but I still want to answer some of the stuff that I saw. Uh, let's see. Para ver, para ver, para ver. Lee Grant says the level of government outreach, uh, the government reach into our personal and professional lives that Egberto seeks is better suited to be delivered by a benevolent dictator, a monarchy, or a sort of progressive furor. That's amusing, brother. Lee, you're go you're a poet, man. You know. I tell you what, Lee, you need to write me a blog post. You know, we have several people in this room right now that have written blog posts, and they are published at EgbertoWillis.com as well as PoliticsDoneWrite.com. And if you write something that is truthful, truthful, and I know you're a truthful guy, but in your opinion, I'd love to publish some stuff. You're poetic, brother, but here's the deal, brother. Here's the deal. No, I am not a dictator, nor would I want to be. All the policies that I support would be voted on by the vast majority of Americans. I've writ I, I, I went to a Netroots where, with uh, Netroots where uh, Elizabeth Warren gave a hell of a speech. And that speech went ahead and enumerated what policies Americans say they want. And there's another person that I don't remember if I spoke to them on the, this show or not that came out and said, remember this. If you take a look at the, the laws that, that our government passes, uh, the laws that Americans say they want rarely get passed. The laws that the plutocracy, the wealthy people, the, the, the uh, corporations, 
most of their laws get passed. So not because you don't see the things that I support get passed means somehow it's something that Americans don't want. Americans want Medicare for all when it is explained honestly. Americans want the Green New Deal when it is explained honestly. Americans want all these policies. But there's a machine out there to misinform and lie about. Green New Deal, we won't have enough money to pay for it. Yes, we do. The Green New Deal creates jobs. Not only creates, and, and you know, we don't have to say in, the, in, the, in some sort of phantom world it creates jobs. To turn this world into a, uh, it, green and all these kinds of stuff, it has to create jobs. We got to create all these new things. And that's where the jobs come from. It's a lot of new things. So if we could just get to our folks and let them know, don't believe the crap you're reading. As a matriarch of the Ponca Nation, I am honored to have the responsibility of caring for the generations to come by ensuring health and welfare for Mother Earth, Father Sky, and relatives in every form. Life itself hangs in the balance, and we women are coming together to say that we must make to correct the choices for our collective future. Casey Camp Horinica, Ponca Nation, environmental ambassador. Look, let me tell you, women are, are going to be the savior of this world. I still think this. And I, I honestly, and I, I, I say that because there's this thing with men, and I think it has to do with testosterone, and those men who cannot control the urges that that particular drug gives them, gives us. And if you take a look at how this pandemic was handled in the countries where women ran the pandemic, the first countries that, that came out great, uh, New Zealand, uh, Germany, I mean, it's run by women. And the reason why is they just want solutions. They don't have that other thing that they work with. And, you know, it, it, as a man, it is sort of like I, I, I live the man's world. And I know what it's like, you know, when you go into an office and a man wants to show he's the man, you know. And believe me, it's hard to get out of that modal when society teaches you that, right? So uh, when you talk about Mother Earth, uh, E, whatever that number is, E2247, it is absolutely true that we are waiting on women to take care of business. We are waiting on women to take care of business. Okay. Uh, next one is Tapper and what Tapper did. Let's see what Tapper did to Toomey. It's going to be good. Senator Pat Toomey became the sacrificial lamb for the Republican Party to go out to say why they don't want to support the American people by passing a bill that is necessary to support a large percentage of the American people that are living through a K-recovery. I, I, I want to state this first. A K-recovery is when some people are doing very well because there is more that gets done. Uh, there, uh, companies like Amazon and others who get increased businesses because everybody has to stay home. Companies like Zoom get increased businesses because people have to stay home. Those people who work for those particular companies do very well, but everybody else, they're in trouble. The workers in the restaurant businesses, the workers that are dependent on the purchases of those in the restaurant businesses, all the bread makers, the candlestick makers, and everybody these industries support, they follow the path of 
where their businesses actually go down. Well, uh, Pat Toomey believes that because some parts of the economy is doing fine, that it is okay to just let everything stay as is. Forget about those people that are having problems right now. Let's listen to it, and then we'll take it on the other side. Because Jake Tapper did the perfect thing by using his own words against him, and we'll talk about that a little bit after. You hear is these broad generalities about well people are suffering so let's spend another two trillion dollars it's it's not the right solution so much money has already been allocated for these things so let me ask you i mean you talk about how the economy has improved and the economy is improved but the u.s is still down almost 10 million jobs since the pandemic began a year ago job growth is crawling right. we just got the jobs report only forty-nine thousand jobs added in january i mean that's really bad with four hundred thousand americans taking themselves out of even looking for jobs 24 million americans don't have enough to eat the cbo says it's going to take until 24 to fully recover without sizable relief. How do you explain uh, your opposition given those facts about millions of struggling Americans? I mean, we've allocated money for these purposes. And by the way, CBO is projecting that um, we'll have almost 5% next year if we don't do an, any, an additional bill. While President Biden has given some great speeches about unity, he's governing from the hard left. This is a list of liberal Democrat wish lists for massive spending and don't let a crisis go to waste. People remember that we did have an economic crisis. And so try to load up as much spending as possible, irrespective of the need. By the way, uh, how do you know that? Uh, Ten Republican senators marched down to the White House and offered to do another bill. I, I don't think I don't agree with them. That's enough to pass it in the Senate. And still the Democrats are saying, nope, it's our way or the highway. And they have passed legislation that will allow them to do a multi-trillion dollar bill with strictly partisan votes. It's really unfortunate. But you, I mean, just for the record, you oppose that $600 billion proposal from the 10 Republican Correct. senators. Absolutely. But I mean... I, I oppose it. My point is, if you're President Biden and you're serious about having a bipartisan, working together with people on the other side, bringing people together in unity, he has the opportunity to do it. And so, yet they appear to be intent on ignoring Republicans. So President Biden, as you know, has signaled that he's moving forward on his plan with or without Republican support. This is what he had to say. I'd like to be doing it with the support of Republicans. But if I have to choose between getting help right now to Americans who are hurting so badly and getting dry, bogged down in a lengthy negotiation or compromising on a bill that's, that, that, that's up to the crisis, that's an easy choice. That sentiment actually sounds a little bit like what you said when you wanted to pass a bill that you supported with only 51 votes after Republicans won in 2016. Take a listen. I am hoping that our Democratic colleagues will work with us so that we can begin to make the constructive changes that we need. But if not, I think we should use all tools available to get this job done. So how is what he's doing any different from what you said? Because I was talking about tax reform, and these are very dissimilar, Jake. I think it's also worth looking at some of the particulars. There's the unemployment benefits. President Biden is insisting that we increase unemployment benefits to the point where more than half of everyone who's unemployed will be getting paid more not to work than they make working. Right. According How does that to, make any sense? According to a university this, this of, a, that's according to a University of Chicago study from uh, from from last year. It is clear that what uh, Toomey and many Republicans believe it's okay. We'll negotiate with you. We'll negotiate with you down to what we want. And then that's bipartisan. Then that's unity. In other words, you won. 
but it's not about you giving the people what you promised them and won with. It's about unity when we are in control. And the great embarrassment there is when Jake Tapper showed to me, hey, look, when it happened to be tax cuts, you want to say if the Democrats don't want to come along, we're still going to give the wealthy, we are still going to give the plutocracy all the money that they want. But when it comes to helping the average American citizen, to hell with them. Let them eat cake. Let them wait till the economy decide to recover on its own. Let's make sure that we do the same thing that we did to Obama that we're going to do to Biden. Hey, but wait, he has 10 Republican senators. He could work with those 10 senators. And you know what? Uh, Working with Obama has proven that those 10 senators would string Biden along, string him along. And when it's time to get a vote, they'll vote no. He talks about, oh, there are people who make more money when they get unemployment than they got money when they were working. Does that tell you something? If the extra unemployment is so little, $400 a week, and that is somehow going to bring them into making more money than they were making when they actually work, that tells you why you need to increase the minimum wage. That tells you why it is that The economy has improved very well over the last 40 years. Productivity has gone through the roof over the last 20 years. And we're still at 725 for the average, uh, for the uh, minimum wage. And we're still not increasing the wages for the average American citizen commensurate with how productivity has increased, with how the economy has grown. It has always been a bifurcated economy that only helps a few. And What Biden and these plans are doing are saying, yes, we have a crisis, and the crisis isn't solely COVID. The crisis is economic. The crisis is the the, the environment. The crisis is much, much more. And we we are going to start taking care of it now because we finally have an administration in power that will say, let's take care of the average American citizen and not just a select few. And not just a select few. So, so, so important. We have to take care of people. Now, I only have seven minutes left, but I have ten minutes of videos left. So, I'm going to do those two. I I was going to play Tom Hartman tomorrow, but I can't because I have this video and some others that came in. But those of you that are members of the PDR Posse, if you join, if you click on that join button... That the video has been up for uh, for uh, Tom Hartman since Friday, you can actually go watch the Tom Hartman video before everybody else, so that when you come to the room, you can chat around and not have to watch the video live and just say, "Ah, let's go ahead and chat with Egberto while the video is going or whatever." But yeah, so please consider joining our PDR Posse by clicking on the join button. Click on that join button and become a part of our PDR posse. Let me go ahead and answer some of these calls before I do my last uh, ask. Uh, Mike Csex says, you don't fix wages by artificially forcing them up without fixing the cause of higher living expenses. But we know what the cause of living expenses are. It's capitalism. How? The definition of capitalism is, or, is the following. The efficient, the, the efficient allocating of resources, okay, to maximize the profits of the shareholders. So therefore, whatever it takes 
to maximize the profit of the shareholders is what we will do. And what does that entail? Increasing prices on everyone that we have power over to increase prices. Let's give an example. Uh, earlier, somebody talked about insulin. Insulin, they want to charge, I don't know, $1,000 a month now for insulin or three, I don't know, some big number. Okay? Check this out. And I did a piece on this, whatever the market will bear. If your kid has diabetes and your kid is going to die without diabetes, irrespective of the cost, whatever you have to scrape up to purchase that insulin for your kid is exactly what you will do. You know why? Because there's no market there. There ain't no market. You say, oh, well, but there could be 10 different drug companies. But in the capitalist system, this stuff called collusion is very, very frequent. They decide what they are going to make the floor. They decide that the floor is going to be X price. And, and you know, so you can say, people say, oh, well, that is artificial. That is not real capitalism. That is manufactured capitalism. It doesn't matter. It's what exists. Capitalism is a failed economic system as we interpret it because it works on several tenets. One, whatever the market will bear. And for the average person without power, if you don't have price and power, if you don't have the ability to set prices, you ain't got no power. But the person who has the ability to set prices, they have power. That is the reason why you can pay for water. You say, oh, but what, you don't have to drink water. You don't have to drink bottled water, true. But let me give you the, 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 the crazy example of Nigeria, Lagos. Lagos, Nigeria. You can say, oh, you don't have to drink that water. You don't have to drink bottled water. No, but this is how the plutocracy works, right? It makes sure that government doesn't work. In the case of Nigeria, they cannot get good potable water all throughout Nigeria. So this, therefore, Nestle runs into Nigeria with bottled water. And the biggest thing in Nigeria is bottled water, right? Why? It costs people so much more. But if you destroy government, which gives you water at processing costs, which is pennies for thousands of gallons of water, then what happens is the corporatocracy comes in. And then they take you for all you are worth, whatever the market will bear. And when Mike Sisek says, when government artificially caps which companies can make insulin, you get a monopoly status in the market so that they can then set prices. Government doesn't stop any one of these companies from making insulin. As long as they make a product that doesn't kill somebody, you can do it. Any company in this country right now, if they want to make insulin, as a drug company, they don't. But you have to understand the underbelly of the, the capitalist system. Uh, just, like the, just like the mafia takes, this is my territory, this is your territory, this is my territory. You ever wonder why certain territories don't get oversaturated? And if they start to get oversaturated, the big guy buys the little guy? Take a look. All you got to do is l read the newspaper. That's all you got to do. Read the newspaper. Everybody stake their, 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 their place. This is what we do. Coca-Cola does this. Pepsi does this. Uh, and, and whenever somebody joins the market that looks like they could somehow gain a foot, Pepsi then buys them up. 
or Coca-Cola then buys them up. And then we keep what's going on. And then you can say, wait a minute, um, that's a monopoly. Yeah, but, but, look, I, I, I like that you said that, Egberto, you're talking about regional monopolies and duopolies which need to be made illegal. Correct. They need to be made illegal, but there are all kinds of ways around these things. And that is why you need, by the way, by what you're talking about is correct. A managed capitalist structure I have no problem with. Very, very well managed so that those things can't occur. You know, it's, it's I tell you guys my story about uh, developing a, an application that had a, a cart that did a one-click. But Amazon has the patent for that. So that product that I wanted to put on the market, I couldn't. Amazon had the market. So we, in, and by the way, in my book, as I, as I see it, Class Warfare, the, the uh, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. I explain how patents work and how patents destroy the economic system. And it's a part of capitalism. So anyhow, you can go to my site and get this, this one too. Uh, it's worth it. It's the one about talking to people. But look, I got to get out of here. But I want to tell you guys something. You won't come here to this show and me lie to you. And if I inadvertently tell you something that is incorrect, and I am corrected, I have zero ego that would prevent me from coming and say, hey, guy, you were right. You were right. I think that is how you get knowledge. I think that is how you get better. I think that is how you become more intelligent. You allow yourself to make mistakes. Uh, when you're right, you stand up for what you stand for. And you give yourself the ability to change. I've changed in topics. I've changed in many of things. If we all can learn to do that, you know, we can actually do quite well. Rudnan calls me out all the time. Now, I mean, people say, ah, you didn't say that one right. To which I'll say, all right, I guess I'll say it in a different way for you to make sure you see that at least I know what I'm talking about now. You know? But anyhow, folks, look, love you guys. Thank you for being here. I know you could be anywhere. Please, please, please share these programs. Also, I need you, many of you, to be my agents. Please suggest to people that they join up. It's inexpensive. Please suggest that they become parts of the Politics Done with PDR Posse, uh, that they become patrons if possible, PayPal if possible, all these other things. Because to keep doing this, this is what we got to do. Look, thank you so kindly for being here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.